0: Welcome to Tormenting Tarmac. On this podcast, we aim to take you on a journey of storytelling, getting to know enthusiasts from different communities and with different automotive backgrounds. It's about fellowship, showing the automotive world it doesn't matter what you love about cars and driving, what matters is that you love cars and driving. We also want to have conversations with you, the listener, about what your automotive passions are. What are the things about the automotive space that bring you the most joy? Talk about your love and our love for all motorsports and continue to learn things from all the different sections of it. We want everyone to be able to learn from one another. And this is a podcast for every level of driver and every level of enthusiast. So, on behalf of my co host, Ron Morris, my name is Jorge Aquino, and we welcome you to Tormenting Tarmac, where the enthusiast never dies. Tormenting Mac podcast where the enthusiast never dies. Jorge Aquino coming up to you live and direct. Where from? You know where I'm at. It's probably the Dale. We're out here in Scottsdale hanging out tonight. We're going to have a blast this evening. I have Cody Ganowski joining me. Um, does a shit ton of stuff for Echelon Motorsports. One of the better car photographers I've seen in the entire state of Arizona. And he has been kind enough to invite me down here to hang out. Just chill, talk cars, talk car culture, and I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful. Cody, what's up, my brother? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Pleasure to pleasure to have you on on the podcast, and I'm incredibly grateful for you inviting me down here. Um, it was definitely worth the drive for me, so I it, it, I Anytime. have no issues have ha, you know getting a chance to come out here. You we were we've been trying to actually work this out for about a couple of months now. Yeah, and I'm glad that you finally got an opportunity to go ahead and get me, you know, invite me down. Um, you're a busy dude yourself. Um, with a, Your Instagram account is growing and growing exponentially, and yeah. I'm really happy to see that. Definitely a blessing. So I'm, um, congratulations. Um, one of the things that I, I remember you had told me in particular, you had said you're not even doing that much work in Arizona photography guys anymore. You're starting to expand outside of Arizona, which yeah. I think that as a car car, a car photographer, that's kind of what you want because you want your name to be recognized yeah. outside, right?
1: Yeah, I want to like, go to California, and then people in California also know Oh, that's C.J. photography. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want it to just be localized to Scottsdale. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I love everybody in Scottsdale. I love all these people. But in order to grow, you have to grow, you know? It is what it is. Yeah.
0: If you know that you are well-liked and your wor- work is well-respected in the hub of car- of American car culture, which has now become Los Angeles, let's yeah. be real. Um, uh, of course, Detroit still exists. You know, Miami and South, South Florida is massive. But at the end of the day the mass appeal still lies on the West yep. coast. Yep. Um, and if you're well known out there and you're well respected, you know that you're doing something right. Yep. Um, so congratulations on to you on that. And I want, and I really mean that. So I guess let's kind of start there, man. Like you do so many things. And I, I, I learned more about you in the last 30 minutes on top of everything that you've told me, like, you know, I didn't realize that you worked at this massive facility, which we're definitely going to be discussing tonight. Yeah. I didn't realize that you go ahead and have a couple of other side gigs on top of your, um, on top of your photography, so I guess like, how did Cody Ganowski get into car culture? Get into this immersiveness called cars?
1: Honestly, I couldn't afford what I wanted. We never so, can. So I figured out <laughs> I figured out how to get to add value to the guys that had what I wanted. Yeah. And um, my goal was to just be around them, but have a reason to be around them, and not just be that guy that's sitting in the corner that nobody really knows. Be like. Oh, that's the guy that takes photos of all of my cars. That's why he's around. Like this is the guy I use. Mm-hmm. It was really just like a stepping stone to get to the people you want to be around. I'm a firm believer you are who you surround yourself with. So that's uh, that's kind of what got me into photography. Sure. And um, honestly, dude, it was just spiraled from there. I, <laughs> like I can just, imagine. snowball effect.
0: I know how you feel, A, in regards to like being the random dude that just like walks around and stuff like that. Cause I'm that random dude that goes to a car show and I'm trying to like spot out like who I think are people who, by the way, when I say this, I hope that anybody who's listening doesn't feel, you know, like I'm being rude. I feel like I'm trying to find somebody who I think is providing something good to car culture. And I find interesting to be able to yeah. bring on the tormenting tarmac. At the same time, I want them to feel like I'm interesting myself yeah. and not just some random ass dude walking around a car show with all these dogs. <laughs> you know, we had the, the, the Love Pup Foundation did this yeah. the other day, which is very cool. But like, I, I, I know how you feel. Like I'm walking around and I'm like, how am I supposed to go ahead and present myself to these people and be like, yeah. hey, listen, I do a podcast. It's very, very small, yep. like very small. Um, we barely have 400 followers. By the way, shout out to Tormenting Tarmac. 400 followers the other day. Go follow it on Instagram. Hey, 400 and 400 legends. Yeah, is what it is. yeah dude. I ain't it at all. And so, like, I'm trying to always figure out, like, how do I go up to these people and, like, how do they not think that I'm weird? Yeah. Like, I'm rolling in a Kia Soreto. I'm not even rolling in anything cool anymore because, you know, dad life, it is what it is. You just do it. You just, it, it. You, you just do it. You just do it. And uh, that, for you to have that level of confidence in yourself, um, to be able to finally like say, I want people to go ahead and see my work for what it is. Yep. And that is genuinely being one of the best photographers Arizona has to offer. I and we got a that. lot of great photographers, uh, phenomenal photographers. Phenomenal photographers. We've had some of them on this podcast and yep. they know who they are. And I appreciate their work and have the mo- utmost respect for them. And so to finally get a chance to go ahead and talk to you, having seen your work for these last like five or six months and I'm like, yo, who is this dude with the kick ass kicks? Like <laughs> you know, with the kick ass shoes. He's got yep. the, S- the SB Dunks. Yeah, right? these yeah. aren't
1: Dunks. These are I, don't, I honestly got these, and I was like, hey, am I gonna wear them? Probably not. So now they're work shoes. Oh, okay. Unbelievably comfortable. Though. I've got a pair of uh, SB Dunks sitting in my bay right now. We're but... gonna go ahead and talk
0: about that because I done, <laughs> the uh, the LFA shoot that you did for Halloween. You had the ho- orange SB Dunks. dunks. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. By the way, can I just say really quick, I haven't recorded the podcast in like about three weeks. Yeah. And the last one that we did was obviously the one for Highline that we did in October, which turned out to be relatively
1: nice. It was entertaining too. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah.
0: It was, it was a lot of fun to record and getting a chance to go ahead and see all these different car enthusiasts yeah. and stuff like that. But I just want to go ahead and mention that it was – really fun to go ahead and see everybody else's take on what is a halloween shoot yeah yours was awesome yep uh, thank you and alex had this really fun one with the gt3 and the skeleton yep um shout out to krc with the uh her her, her camaro and the cop car in texas and um even um uh, jake woods uh had a really really sick nine liter viper that was yep. orange and i was like that's perfect halloween colors it is so interesting to see that we live in such an enormous city where a lot of you guys as in the photographers have access to a lot of these same cars yeah but you all have such a different vision very how do you how do you try and differentiate yourself from all these other photographers
1: honestly like I de- it wasn't my idea of a shoot like i've seen it done before right. times. like i did it for my girlfriend two or three years ago with her evo Okay. And I was like, God, I, I kind of want to be the model for once. So I had Johnny take the photos on my camera, and I edited them. But I was just like, huh, smoke machine. That's 30 bucks at Walmart. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> um, I have an LFA that's orange. Obviously going to use that pumpkin mobile. And then uh, ghosts. I did Koenigsegg. So I just put them all together, and they came out honestly super sick. I was stoked on them. And uh, I like sunglasses, so Heat Wave. I actually they, they posted me on their page, which is kind of cool. Like, nice. I like little features like that. So, 100%. it's cool. Anybody that's reposting my work is always just such a great thing for me. Like, I, I really appreciate that because I came from not getting a single like to tons of people now seeing my work. 21,000
0: so, people are who follow you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, that's that uh, that's
0: not that's not just nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? That's a lot of people, and you've earned that. I you've earned that, that, that reputation. Yeah. It, it, you know, can you. Like, I want to dive into social media in a second, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because, and not in the bad way, but it is really interesting how Instagram can go ahead and pick up whatever algorithm it wants, and then people can benefit from it, and then some people yep. can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can attest to this because, in a weird way, I've, I've benefited it from, from twice on posts, yep. but not necessarily in the overall growth of an Instagram account. It's growing yep. slowly and surely, and that's fine. I don't need you know fifty thousand followers. Do I want some? Hell yeah, I want fifty thousand yeah. people to listen to this episode, of yep. course. But it's interesting how how it picks up. You know, two reels that I've done. I, I did a reel with um, uh, this charger, uh, excuse me, Challenger Demon that went like eight hundred likes, which is a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and then the last episode I did. Shout out to Derek, who's going to be on our episode. He's got his crazy rs5 nope, the and and i put a sample of our podcast over that and that blew up in and of itself but yep. then like it, it's really weird how that does that so i bring it back to you you said that you've come from nothing i i can only assume that you haven't bought a single one of your followers and nope. good on you nope. um but like how does one grow an instagram a, a car photography instagram account nowadays in 2022 when
1: so many people are out there Quality, number one. Agreed. Uh, Number two, play the game. Mm. Um, Number three, it'll come when it comes. Sure. I can't stress that enough. If you're posting out content people like, people will like it. Mm -hmm. And that's just... It it is what it is. If you're seeing things happening with your page, that's good. Right. If you see stuff start to slow down, change immediately. If you don't, you'll fall into a pit. Mm -hmm. You You have to play the game. And if you don't play the game at least well, you will... Be the losing team. It's it's really, yeah. it's it's a pretty straightforward process. Like, I was doing really good, and then I started shooting film. Yeah, and I was doing really really good. Love that. By the way, you shot you you put
0: up a, a McLaren P1 on film today. Yep. And you it isn't a, it's not the first time you've done that. Nope. It's actually one of the reasons why I really enjoy your photography because it's, um, it's not everybody else is doing film. Yep. And it's it, it's what makes. Every one of my photography that I like to call them my friends now because I feel like we become friends. Yeah, and of course. You become a friend. Yeah. Um, it's what I love about each of you is that you all have you bring your own uniqueness and your own flavor yep. to different things. Mm-hmm. Like your the um not it was the Di Tommaso that yeah, went viral at Car was, Week. Yeah. The green one. Yep. So that was I course. knew the
1: second I took the picture in the camera. I was like, this is gonna, this will blow up. What's that? What's that right too. now? Uh, I, I don't know what's on my page, but I've seen pages with 10 million followers posting it. I've had so, I, God, I wish I knew how many shares it had, but I, don't I think, shared the shit out of it. Dude, like, yeah, times. no, it, it, <laughs> it did numbers, but I try not to like get yeah. lost in that kind of stuff. Like, I love that people are sharing it. Yeah, that's awesome. But you have um, to progress to the yeah, you have to progress because it's like if I look at that and then I look at my post today, that's barely 2,000 likes. I'm sure. like, are you shitting me? But it's like you just keep going. You know, you. it's whatever. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of... In the past like couple of months, I've had a lot of posts just skyrocket. Right. And a lot yeah. of it is the film. I think it's the nostalgic thing, or maybe it's the shooting new cars in an old style. Right. Shout out to ATL Cars on Instagram, because he does a lot of film stuff, too. He's phenomenal. Check him out. He's um, got a, a
0: couple of sick shots that you have posted up here on in, in the actual shop, if I'm not mistaken, right? There's yep. one of his cars. Which one was that? The, was that the uh, G-Wagon? Yeah. Yeah, 6x6 six six
1: G-Wagon. Yep. Redonkulous. Yeah, so there's some, I mean, there's, social media is just a game. That's all it is. Like, and you really got to just do your thing. You're going to have haters. I Haters are my favorite thing. Like, I really don't have a ton of them, thankfully. And if I do, it's probably in secret, whatever. Right. Um, but anybody watching your content is a fan. Whether they're saying you suck or they say you're the best photographer you've ever seen, they're your fan. Yeah. And that's honestly a good thing. Like, it is what it is. Like, if you're doing something right, someone's going to hate it. I agree. So, you kind of just have to play the game and do it the best you can, and usually you'll get feedback out of it that's more than likely positive. Like, I see a ton of followers, or a ton of people just blowing up for things that they should be. I mean, if you play the game right, it doesn't necessarily have to be difficult. I agree. Like, the film, if I'm having a horrible week, I know for a fact I can post a film set, it will more than likely do a 20,000-like post. So, you can kind of just, like, play the game and, like, watch the fields and what it does. And once you do it a couple times, you know what, what people like from your page. So. Right. What is the key to getting the best out of a film shot like that? Because <laughs> That's a great
0: question. Well, so you, you, you obviously, it's something that you, you really are comfortable with. Uh, you, it brings you a lot of joy to be able to go ahead and do it that way. So you know, if, if, if Cody had to do a CJN 101 on film, how would that start?
1: Order a film camera. That's good. That's a good start. Take okay. some pictures Fair. and yeah. see what works and what doesn't. Because honestly, I'm not the most knowledgeable in the film realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little point and shoot, the Yashica T2, for anyone that asks. Matt Farrow
0: does the same thing from Smoking Tire. Yeah. Yeah, like that's actually it's very fun. Yeah, it's just doesn't... a little
1: point and shoot. I use Wilson camera to go buy all my film. Usually, Portra four hundred. If anyone is anyone cares to know, that's exactly what I use. But you can use Color Plus two hundred, which is a generic film. Mm-hmm. That's why I did car week on. All of those posts blew up. So, just just do it. Right. That's like my intro. That's fair for film.
0: That's fair. Are you, by the way, I feel like you should you should be one of those ones that is doing the subscription thing on Instagram if you haven't already done so.
1: Yeah, I I haven't really taken a step into that yet. Um, one. I don't necessarily need the extra money from the photography. Fair. So I really like to be more welcoming than. Because I don't do photography as, like, I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do it for a living. Um, Which, so by the way, for,
0: for you, for, and I apologize to interrupt no, you. Ahead. I just want to go ahead and pay you a compliment real quick. It's amazing the fact that you are not doing that for a living yet you are as good as you are. Yeah. And, and you can you still do that on the side as a hobby. Where you could, if you really wanted to, you could go ahead and fully venture and put all yeah. your ducks in that. And you still choose not to. And I I I commend you for that. To. That you've still decided to keep it as a hobby?
1: Well, my biggest thing is I love it. Yeah. I love it every single day. Mm -hmm. Anytime I shoot a car, I am in love with shooting the car. I feel like if I have to do it to pay my bills, I'm not going to love it as much. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I might lose a sense of, oh, it's relaxing. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, So I kind of just want to keep it. I I don't need it to pay the bills. So I'm going to keep it as... Wow, this gets me into some really cool stuff mm-hmm. and helps me get clients for what pays the bills. Right. So I wanna keep it like that. And I to go back on the subscription thing, I like people just being like, Hey man, can you help me real quick? And I can just be like, Yeah, sure, what do you need help with? Right. And that's not to bash anyone that does a subscription subscription stuff, like more power to you, you deserve it. If someone's paying for your subscription, you're obviously good enough to do right. it. Right. I just don't think that's a route that I will take. I totally understand Um I, I try to be as welcoming as possible, so. Okay. Um, not to say people that do subscriptions aren't. I'm just, for me, an extra five bucks a month, unfortunately, isn't gonna change my life. Right. So I'd rather just leave it open. That's totally fair. And I mean, I don't do a ton of like, this is how I do this. That's not to say that I wouldn't let anyone know, but I just, you know, I just, post what I love and do what I love, and that's just what my Instagram page is. It's kind of more turned into a, this is what I do on a daily basis type Instagram page than right. just a photography page, which is cool. Which is also why I kind of did that Halloween shoot, because I wanted people to be like, oh, that's that's Cody, that's who I can go talk to. Like, said I was under a sheet, but look at my shoe like, look for the guy with the camera with some cool shoes. Usually. Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of where I stand with all of this stuff.
0: It's interesting, um, I, I'm curious to know this, because um, as, I've, I've, as I've continued to progress Within the Instagram realm and within our Phoenix car culture, and in particular our photographers, I can now spot who is who without you know seeing who it, who's posting it. So for example, like yeah. if somebody else is sharing your work, like without me clicking to see who's been tagged, I'm like, oh, that's Cody. Yep. Oh, that's KRC. Oh, that's Automotive Alex. And they all have, and you guys all have your own specific, um, like not niche but like your, like your specific shot. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Exactly. What would you say is your, besides the, besides the dunks, because obviously you're, you're not, you're not all the time in your, in your shoes. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm curious to know what, what you think is your best feature of like, when you have a shot, this is how you can tell it to me.
1: Um, God, that's a, that's a good question. Cause it's changing all the time. Like when I see my work, a lot of the time, I'm like that sucks. Really? Yeah. A lot of the time I'm like, God, I'm just not, that's not my favorite. Interesting. And then I'll come back to it a couple weeks later. I was like, damn, I'm an idiot. That was a good photo. Like, it's probably made it, it's because really you've been spending photo. so much time on it editing. Is that what it is you think? I honestly don't know. Like I, I'm very judgmental on my own work because I see like Penfold, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I look at Penfold's work and I'm like, damn, that's what I want. Or like Braille, Zach Braille. He's phenomenal too. And I'm like, God, what can I do to get to like that level? And it's like maybe I'm at that level of quality, mm-hmm. but they're just they just their network is so much better. But oh god, that's a good question. Thinking about it, I'm like, oh. I feel like because I, I I try to use foreground as much as possible. Okay. I refuse to shoot during harsh light, so maybe that's it. I usually okay. have phenomenal lighting for the cars. Fair. But I don't know. I'm curious what do you think it is because uh-huh. I don't really I don't really know. So, uh,
0: your LFA shots is is what really like. Made me, fi- like, start following you because yeah. I thought you did an incredible job with all that. You you have like, in particular, when you're not doing, uh, when, when you're doing stills, right? You have, yeah. you you the way you angle in particular, I can tell immediately that it's you. Yeah. Um, you even when you did your set with the LFA for Halloween, the way that you had the car parked and the, from where you took it was it wasn't necessarily a side shot. It was like a three quarter shot. And yeah. You were going it, it was facing. I think it would have been driver's side of the car. And the way that you angled it, and I was like. That's Cody right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I'm pretty consistent with angles, just because I like it. Like, I like yeah. my stuff. You like don't do that many simple. rollers, per in particular, do you? So I do. I just a lot of mine, I shoot them uh, landscape. Okay. And it just doesn't fit my feed. Okay. Um, I do do rollers, and I've had some pretty good luck with rollers. Bugatti actually hit me up because of my rollers. Nice. I just, it's very difficult because. I'm in a time now where it's so weird that I'm even saying this because I never would have thought it'd be this. But when I'm shooting cars, most of the time I'm driving them and I don't trust a lot of people. So like if I do rollers, obviously my girlfriend, if she is the blessing, drives better than Shout out to your girlfriend. Yeah, right. yeah. Literally. Mikayla Fair on Instagram. Um, she can drive any car. She drives a manual as a daily driver. She... Is just a good, she's a huge she's, enthusiast she's, herself. She's an enthusiast, like yeah. a true enthusiast. So, like, last weekend she got to drive the STO and the SBJ, just, like, an absolute blast. And I don't even fret because I just know she can drive these cars. So sure. sometimes I'll have her uh, drive for them. It's just I just get stressed out sometimes, you know. I hear that. Um, they're not your cars and stuff. No, like exactly, that. Yeah. exactly. They're not my cars, and a lot of people are like, oh, these people just let you drive your cars. It's like, I mean, there's a reason. One, there's a reason. Yeah. And two, it, it is nerve wracking. Like, sure. When I'm like, LFAs are a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Driving into the Scottsdale quarter is going to be a little bit sketchy. Just so, a little bit. And you and you and the and when you went
0: there, it was during a time where it, it was slow, the Scottsdale quarter. Yeah. Right. And, and and you still Midnight. feel that nerve wracking. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Well, and then you get into the realm of like, oh. Not a lot of stuff usually happens good after midnight. 100%. Like,
0: How many times have we ever learned that?
1: Exactly. So it's like I'm driving a million dollar car through Scottsdale Quarter. Like,
0: I don't care if it's Scottsdale or not Scottsdale. not is. Like, I'm not driving is, around in still, a million dollar car after midnight, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just not me. So yeah. you have balls of steel, my Well, friend. I
1: mean, luckily I have friends. And sure. um, not being political or anything, we're very 2A uh, people. So... A lot of the time, I know we'll have like some sort of protection or whatever. Yeah. I don't do anything stupid. like is the most important thing to me. So she, if she doesn't feel safe, we're not doing it. You know. Uh, totally so There's a lot of things that go into this type of stuff. I've mm-hmm. even contacted security sometimes with some shoots I've had ideas for. Yeah. So those are the types of things that really go through my mind. But it, if you worry too much, it's not fun anymore. I agree. You kind of just have to, this is going to play out, how it's yeah. going to play out.
0: It's it's so funny you mentioned that because that's how I've always wondered how a lot of uh, a lot of you and your fellow photographers do those midnight shoots. I mean, I've seen people go ahead and they do shoots in the middle of the tunnel right there in the I ten in the middle of downtown Phoenix. I'm like, yo, that's bananas. Mm But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah. I mean, do you not worry that like because here's the one thing that I've learned about rollers in particular you aren't supposed to be going that fast. No. That's the whole point, point. Yep. 45, between 45 and 55 miles an hour. That's the speed that you're supposed to be going at to get a really great roller to make it look yep. splendid. And I've always thought to myself, oh man, you must've been bombing through that. And like that, I guess that's the whole point of the effect, right?
1: Yep.
0: But at the same time, because you're having to go around and around and around so many different times, I always, I've always fretted like, yo, is Popo gonna be like, what are you guys doing? Or, like, yeah. sometimes you have to be hanging out of a trunk in uh, a hatch and things like that, you yeah. know? Some of, our co- some of our friends happen to have, like, a harness and stuff.
1: I've been pretty – I'm not going to lie. I've had really good experiences with police and photography. Nice. I've, had a, I've had a couple where they were like, stop being an idiot. You're going out of a car 80 miles an hour. It's like, bro. Yep. Guess yeah. what? I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> like, I don't care what you say in that sense. But most of the time when I'm shooting a car, I'll usually get the cop that's like, bro, how are you shooting? Like, what is this? Yeah. I don't even know what this car is. And sometimes we'll run into cops that, like, know us. Oh, cool. because of Instagram and stuff. So you know, you just—that's
0: how you know you've made it when people, when the cops know
1: exactly who you are. Like, or you're just doing too much. <laughs> that's fair. Sometimes they know you for the wrong reasons. That's alright. <laughs> we don't do too much street racing anymore these days. So. I hear you. I hear you. Um, let's talk about Echelon. We're yep. in here.
0: We're in this like magnificent shop, yep. which I did not expect to go ahead and walk into earlier this evening. Yeah. I actually, I had no idea what to expect. I'm driving in from the west side. You know, I'm mobbing, doing my thing. I was. You know, trying to get here on time, and yeah. I did actually by, yeah. by quite a bit. Um, thank God for traffic. But I pull up here. You greet me outside. It was very kind of you. And then we walk in here, and the first thing I see is this. You know, what would you call this? Like very nice charcoal. Yeah. Right. Uh, 2017, 2016,
1: 2016 ACR. Yeah. Twenty thousand miles. Yeah, that's eighteen Eighteen thousand. Okay. A really 000. nice 000. driver. Like I, yeah. the
0: fact that this ACR is. Got, has done twenty thousand miles. Yep. We're gonna get into your experience in it into a little bit. Is amazing yep. to me. But I walk in here. I see this, and I'm gonna. Am I allowed to mention some of the cars that are in here? Oh yeah. Okay, quiet. Okay, cool. yeah. I don't want to yeah, blow no, up anybody's spot. But from where where I'm sitting here, in 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 the lobby at Echelon, I've got an ACR in front of me. I have a BMW i4 M50, yep. which is their newest electric car. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, I have a Jag XJ. We've got a Braptor. We have, what I would what I can only, what I can only describe as this very, very cute Pepto Bismol type pink Escalade. But then next to that we have a really nice soft pink satin G Wagon. Yep. Um, we've got another G Wagon. We have a GT three. Yep. And what else am I missing? Uh, a range
1: twenty three Range Rover Sport. Yep. And. This is a slow day. <laughs> this is a slow day. We, we took the STO to Lamborghini this morning, so that would have been here. Is that the but, white and green one? Yep. Okay, cool. That's yeah, what we're applying currently, But yeah, there's usually... It's not a dull day ever at No, this is ridiculous, yep. dude.
0: I didn't expect to walk in on this. I, yeah. I really didn't. And I'm not trying to go ahead and be... The last thing I'm trying to, be, to do is be bougie on this podcast. <laughs> People know that. Like, we're, tw- we're on the crunch. That's the one thing about being in the Phoenix metro area. like. Yeah. You end up getting bougie, whether you like it or not. Yep. You know, and it's the truth, right? So I'm trying not to be that guy, but yep. at the same time, it is what it is. It is. We're fortunate to be around all these kick-ass cars. Very fortunate. But I did not expect to go ahead and walk in here and be like, "Whoa, am I in the wrong place?" Yeah. So, explain to the people who may not be familiar with Echelon, which um, I assume that there actually is a lot of people who are very familiar with it. Thankfully. Yeah.
1: I mean. But what do you guys do here? So, Echelon Autosports, we do pretty much anything you want to your vehicle, we don't do any engine work, but anything you want to do to make your car look cool, sound cool, wheels, tires, wraps, PPF, you want to protect your car, let me know, we do ceramic coatings, Uh, we do the whole nine. Um, Yeah, we've been technically in business for 11 years, but the first year was a little rocky, I've been here for... Just about four years. Uh, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary party this Saturday, so that's gonna oh, be. Oh, congratulations! Huge. Yeah, it was gonna be a special guest Pagani. Um, Cars and coffee, November
0: the 19th. If I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Uh, no, it's uh, the um, 12th. Oh, November the 12th. Okay, excuse me. And yes. it's gonna be from five to eight, so that's gonna be a super exciting thing for us. But nice. yeah, this is just—I don't know. This has been like a blessing in disguise. I wrapped my girlfriend's Hyundai Genesis. Uh, four years ago in pink and their social media guy at the time called me. He was like, hey, you want a job? And I was working at the airport, so I was bringing on like 300-hour checks. and It was just like a very low place and uh, This has just been like one of the biggest blessings I'd say in my life other than my girlfriend. So yeah, Echelon very near and dear to my heart um, This is just yeah, the guys who own it are great people take care of everyone they can so So if
0: people, let's say somebody's got a heavy hitter of any type, they want to go ahead and get PPF, what exactly do they need to do in order to get Uh, PPF? Just go ahead and look
1: up Echelon Autosports, Instagram, it's all the same thing. It's just Echelon Autosports, Instagram, Google, wherever you look us up, chances are it will pop up, Facebook, and then just give the number a call. Our sales guy John will answer the phone, John or Joey, and that'll get you in the right place. Doesn't have to be a heavy hitter you yeah. want to take care of any car we we do not discriminate any vehicle I don't care if it's a Civic I don't care if it's a P1 bring it in awesome yeah
0: I was talking with somebody who we both know and I brought it up to them randomly I was like I one day if just hilariously I want to see if I can go ahead and make my car the fastest to on planet earth Hilarious. and he actually he was like that's actually not a stu- not as stupid of an idea as, yeah. as people would think yeah I thought to myself there for about two seconds I was dumb as hell but then I'm like no, because it's something that nobody's ever tried to do before. Exactly. <laughs> hey, there was a first
1: for everything. And yeah. some people will love it some people will hate some it. Some
0: people will think I'm an absolute idiot for wanting to do it, my wife included, which I totally understand, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you mentioned the fact that you can go ahead and bring in any type of car. And, that, and I get that vibe, actually, because no disrespect to the Jaguar XJ that I'm looking at right now, but yeah. it's, it's not – and neither is this I four. It's it's not an A C R. Yep. Um, it's not any of the either of the two G wagons. Yep. It's not either of the two Broncos, in particular the Bronco R.
1: Yep. You know what I mean? Like still tucked away perfectly like any
0: and, of them else would And, and it is, and, and it seems to me like you guys go ahead and respect and cater to whoever it is that Absolutely. comes in here. You
1: have to understand these are paying clients. Yeah. That I four could be someone's dream car that they sure. just unlocked and got and it's like the greatest thing ever. So you have to treat it like it's your dream car as well, mm-hmm. because this could be the biggest thing to them. Right. And you never know that, you know what I'm saying? Like to me an ACR is like, oh my God, to them an I4 might be, oh my God. So you kind of just have to treat everything the same. It's not hard to do. It's just kind of like a moral thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it is what it is, just cause it's a different car, a different tax bracket, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. I love my Corvette, that car is $30,000. Like I wash it every other week, just like I wash a Viper. Well,
0: so it seems to me, and I'm glad that I actually, that you brought me down here and we're doing this because as you know, that we are a car culture based podcast, Echelon is that in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and, and that is so, such a beautiful thing Yeah. that, you know, they cater to whoever it is. So Cody, when I bring up to you car culture and what it means to you and what you feel it represents now in 2022, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: Um, I would probably say freedom. Honestly? It's a good one. um, Dude, I go to the pavilions every single Saturday, and I work around some of the craziest cars in the world. Yeah. And I love going to the pavilions. Dude, a Supra will show up and I'll still lose my mind. I don't care, dude. I've loved cars my whole life. So, um, I don't know, just doing anything car-related really is just, I don't know, speaks to me. Mm -hmm. You know? You don't really think about whatever's going on in your life. It's kind of just like whatever someone's hobby is. You know what I'm saying? It's the same exact thing for me for cars. So when I'm with my girlfriend out looking at cars, when I'm alone out looking at cars, all I'm thinking about is what car am I looking at? Mm -hmm. Why do I love that car? Why is that build not good? Why is that build good? Well, like that's that for me is really what cars are. So I gotcha. That's kind of what this place embodies as well. I I I, I, really know.
0: I get that. I, I definitely do get that. It's 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 really interesting. Um, now this ACR. All right, let's let's talk about this a little bit because uh, you know, we've kind of te- little talked. viper So you were telling me before I went ahead and hit record here and I can't believe it that it's nutty 4,000 miles in a, on a rally. Yeah, we did, so
1: far. I think it's just like 4,000 total I can't remember the exact number of miles we did on the rally, uh-huh. but I've put Quite the amount of miles on this like, car. God bless the owner. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, this owner
0: also owns a couple of other heavy hitters, is my understanding, right? Yeah, he's okay. owned some
1: cool stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, sometimes I mean I'm looking at it right now. You try to pinch yourself because like I have yeah. two I could go drive it right now if I wanted to. You never really like you don't think about these things until they're actually in front of you. Yep. And um, this viper was the first like step in my career, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, Where I was like, damn, like I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Like I can get into a Viper right now, mm-hmm. which is to me, one of my top 10 dream cars and I can go drive it. Granted, I don't own this car. I just have a very, very generous friend, but this friend is generous because of what I brought to the table. Right. Not because he's just a, like, just letting me drive his car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's this value in both parties that is seen. And yeah, the, uh. It was funny. I sent him an ACR. I was like, "Hey, you should probably add one of these to the collection. Like, they're they're priced pretty fair right now. You should get one." Then he sent me a picture the next morning in front of an ACR, and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now? Like, are you shitting me?" Is really what I said to him. And he's like, "Nope, just drove it home. Come pick it up if you want to see it." And uh, that was that. And then fast forward a couple months, one or two months or something like that. He he got invited to do. A phenomenal rally that was just an absolute blast. And he goes, you know, you should join us. And I was like, you're right. I, I, I should. should join you. Like, why, don't you take, why don't you and your girlfriend take the ACR? And oh, I was that's like, good stuff. Oh, there's no way. Like, there's no way that was like. So I've experienced cars, a uh, lot of them. How how how
0: is it on luggage? Did you were, awful? Is, awful. Yeah. yeah Did you have that in support the, where, I was the support. You car. were the support.
1: <laughs> So I had luggage at her and it was multiple target runs to get some clothes, but I mean, it is what it is. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care. It's a once in a lifetime experience. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an awful yeah. luggage space, but it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, that trunk, it, it's,
0: it's, so there's space, but it's not very deep.
1: Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Not, not right? at all.
0: And so like you have to bring it in like very either small, um, uh, small suitcases you have to yep. or you have to use backpacks backpacks pe- were, the, were the thing we used. yeah backpacks. exactly and so you really had i mean your clothes are gonna be wrinkly as hell thank yep. god for being for having irons at the hotel rooms yep. and things of that nature the airbnb airbnbs but um,
1: uh, you know what what, what what was the rally you took on uh it was so it was one for a company in arizona and then we met up with fuel run okay and it was just dude it was a blast it was so much fun the level of cars were crazy like the first half was um, the Arizona guys, and we went from here to Newport Beach. I think it was actually, um, what is it, uh, Huntington Beach. Oh, uh, If Logan at PFS you're listening to is Huntington Beach, just to piss you off. <laughs> um, that's where we stayed for a few nights, and that was great. And then we met up with the real rally, uh-huh. and a Centenario pulls in, and a Senna pulls in, and a TDF pulls in, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm, I'm relatively used to that kind of thing, but not on a rally. Sure. Like, I've done car shows where a Centenario is not the best car. Yeah. By far. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And then, yeah, we went from uh, Huntington to Vegas, and we got there fast, to say the least. Was this their midnight to mi- – Yeah, it was one run. of the midnight runs. Yeah. And it like... was the best experience. I'm sure. It was mean. the best experience. There? We, I was cruising with the Senna. And there yeah. was two SVs. I remember it. It was uh, an orange SV, and then a color shift SV, and we were flying. I-, I think I was the fourth car into the Middle Point gas station. That's and then it was sick, because I was like, oh, this is gonna be great for content. Like, I can watch all the cars roll in. You I just go ahead, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, and I got photos of the gas station of all these crazy cars, the center, yeah. the whole nine, and it was just a... It was just a cluster. Yeah.
0: Really. There's a movie that came out in two thousand and seven. I'm wondering if you were familiar with it. It's it, it went to theaters, but it's really it's a shitty ass movie. It's
1: called <laughs> Red Line. Red Line. I've heard okay, I've heard of said movie. I have not watched it. Okay, so either. it start.
0: It's, it has Ed- Eddie Griffin is in this movie. Okay. Part of the promotion that they did was Eddie Griffin was supposed to be doing some laps in an Enzo. He told the Enzo upon promotion. Yeah, it was it was a thing. Prices. Boom. This <laughs> it was those it was two thousand and seven. They were already million-dollar cars at yeah. that point. People forget about that. Like, when the Enzo was first released in two thousand and three, two thousand three, yeah. it was already a six hundred thousand-dollar car, which was almost unreal. Which was unreal. Yeah. The only other car that I could think of that was in that price bracket, which happened ten years earlier, was a McLaren F1. Yep. Yeah. And holy crap! Like six hundred six hundred grand now is a lot of money. Yeah. And he totaled it upon promotion and stuff like that. This movie hilariously bad. It, it's nothing like you would expect it to be, except it's everything like you would expect it to yeah. be, which is what makes it so incredible. And so at the beginning of the movie, one of the race car drivers, so they basically, it's basically illegal street racing, but with like hardcore super and hyper cars, is yeah, basically what it is. So it's not quite Fast and the Furious at all. Yeah. But in the beginning of the movie, one of the drivers takes a, uh, an SLR, and he does, he basically, the owner of the car bets the other guy Oh, I'll go ahead and put down like a hundred like 500 grand that my guy makes it to Vegas in less than four hours. He's like I'll do you one better. He has to make it here in less than three and they up to the Annie So basically they're doing he's doing his own little midnight run of like LA to Vegas yeah. in a SLR and then like they it's hilarious that he uses night vision goggles and he turns off his headlights and he's blasting down, doing, doing 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And then, like, the cop can't see him because he's got his headlights off and stuff like that. That's exactly what I think of when uh, I hear of Fuel Run's Midnight Run, which is gangsters all hell. I'm not going
1: to lie, you're not following <laughs> <laughs> I will say that we would have won the bet. Oh, uh, I'll leave it at that. We would have won the bet. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know,
0: I know some people aren't the biggest fans of rallies, and yeah. I, I get it. Oh, there, is, there's yeah. a. They, I, these are these people are going bananas fast. Yep. I, I found this out firsthand when I went to Gold Rush, to the track day that they did at Radford. Yep. I was pulling in, and I had a ghost, a ghost of all cars, blast past me. Yeah. And then a Hurricane and a 488, I think, and and a 720 just.
1: <sighs> yeah, model. blasted past me. I was like, 150
0: the way. I was like, I was barely doing 40 miles an hour, and yeah. it was the street that you go ahead and take in to get into Radford
1: Racing School. Yeah. And I was like, these,
0: how are y'all doing this fast? Like it's seven o'clock in the morning.
1: I will say though, to anybody that hasn't been on a rally or is not an advocate for them, I don't, I don't say do do a rally, but sure. experience one. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to in a vehicle drive or passenger, mm-hmm. takes that opportunity. I would love to. It was. You, it's so hard to explain the, sure. the amount of fun it is, especially with people, people like you know and like people that appreciate it as well. Yeah, because then it just makes it an absolute blast. So you meet so many cool people like those people that the networking like is unbelievable have million dollar cars. And it's like you want to talk to them, go right. talk to them, go do what you can. Like, you don't got to push anything on them, just make sure they know you next event you're at.
0: I got you. Well, if anybody's listening to this that's cool with Cody and it's cool with Echelon, and they happen to need somebody else to drive a camera car, and the camera car happens to be bananas. Let me know, I have tons of PTO. I'm happy <laughs> to go ahead and take time off from work and go ahead and drive a camera car for you. Yeah. It is all good, happy to do it, no problem whatsoever. I've, I've, I've honestly, I'm that guy that grew up watching she And yeah. the, by, by the way, before Shmi you had, Matt Farah and Alex Roy and Ed Bolian and everybody doing those rallies, doing the bull runs and stuff like that. Like, I grew up watching that stuff. Rob Ferretti. Shout out to Super Speeders Rob. You know what I mean? Like, that's the OG. And so I grew up watching that. And I always thought to myself, like, man, these
1: motherfuckers are crazy. Yep.
0: You know? I mean, I remember Matt Farah, he used to own an F-150 Raptor. And they hooked up their camera rig at the top of the F-150. And he also, the next year he had a Shelby GT500 press car and they had a convertible and they were basically mobbing at 150 miles an hour down the freeway with their camera pointing back at everyone behind them yeah. to get the shot. And I'm like, whoa. Like serious heavy hitter stuff yeah. of like insanity, but in the funnest way possible. Some people might not like that about car culture,
1: Yeah, doesn't matter. It is is what it is. Ultimately, it is what it is. I I don't want anyone getting hurt ever. Of course not. Ever. But it's just one of those things where it's like a lot of the times, a lot of the times, not all of them, the people that are causing the accidents are usually the ones that are the idiots on the road. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Like, when I'm driving fast, I don't feel unsafe. I don't. I'm watching the road. I'm watching what everyone's next move could be. Granted, I don't know what it is. Sure. But... I'm taking that nine times out of ten yeah. that I know and putting it at a risk. I, it is what it is. I'm going to continue to do what I love. And it's, it, it, is, it really it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, every time I go faster than what other people will go on the
0: freeways particularly. Yeah. And I usually do it on the freeways. I very rarely do it on the street. Yeah, the street, street Streets are the, It's a little bit too Most small. Most of the time Yeah. Um, but I'll be doing like – I don't know if I should mention this on air. Is it's great. in Mexico. It, 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 let's say Mexico is Northwest Phoenix. <laughs> we're, no, we're in Mexico. We're in Mexico, literally. There we go. Um, no, but legitimately, I'll be, you know, I'm not even racing. I'm just cruising. Yeah, and that's why I was like referring 80s, to that. 80s, 90s. Yeah, exactly. A little bit more, but still. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I actually feel like I'm doing a service to everyone else around me when I'm getting away from them because I'm basically kind of just unclogging whatever traffic I'm yeah. in, well,
1: traffic you know?
0: And, and like that's that's why I'm saying that, because it's easier. Yep. There's a
1: reason
0: I'm gonna mention this right now because I actually, in the 20 some odd episodes that we've done of Tormenting Tarmac, I've never talked about it. Germany has an Autobahn. Yep. And guess what it's done for them for the last 50 years? It's worked, right? And anytime, and, and you look at, California in yep, particular, the worst, which is the worst, but then yet it's got, it's home to some of the best drivers out there, particularly yep. those ones who are ingrained highly into into car culture. They, they don't get in wrecks because they know what they're doing. You and I, uh, you know, we're, we're in our late twenties, early thirties. We've never been in a massive wreck and we do the things that we do because we know what the hell we're doing because yep. we care about the things that we're doing out yep. there. You know what I mean? So. Yes, sir. When people say, oh, the people on a rally aren't driving safe, out of the 50 cars that are in that rally, 49 of those drivers know exactly what
1: they're yeah. doing. Yeah. I mean, and the fuel run, the night rally was awesome. Yeah. Because the roads were clear. The, the cars that were on the road were us. Yes. So it's like, I, I'm, I don't like going fast near people sure. most of the time. I, I really don't trust That's a why lot I hate the 60, people. man. Yeah, dude, oh my God. That's why I hate the yeah. 60 going eastbound. No, it's terrible. Can. The 101's not that awful, but uh-huh. the 60 is the worst. It's, it's clogged so, up. The up, 17, oh my goodness, the 17. 17 is bananas. Yeah, no, I'm good on all that. I'll take side roads before I take the 17.
0: Exactly, well, some of, some of our side roads are actually tremendous. Um, would you agree that Arizona's roads in particular, when you get out north north of Phoenix, east of Phoenix, south of Tucson. Do we or do we not have some underrated roads out here?
1: Unbelievable roads. You don't even have to go that far. Seven Springs is north 20 minutes and it's one of my favorite roads to drive. Tortilla Flats. Tortilla everybody, Flats. everybody knows about
0: Tortilla Flats, but still, there's a reason why we all drive. I've driven
1: them. Seven Springs and seen two Centos pass me. So, it's obviously a good driver's road if the guy with the driver's car goes up there. Exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places too where it's not a lot of people where you can go have a blast. You don't even have to have 500 horsepower. You can go take any car you want and have a blast ripping some of our tight turning roads. It's awesome, especially in the wintertime. In the wintertime, um,
0: springtime, if you go ahead and you if you have like a 3 or 400 horsepower car, if you go east of Phoenix and you go like into Globe, actually outside of Globe when yeah. you're going towards New Mexico, oh man, like it's like a couple lanes. And it's probably beautiful too. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's out there. So – you can bomb more than what you want, what yeah. you would expect to. You know what I mean. Pushing your car in your, at that push point. Pushing your car, yeah. But at the same time, you don't even have to bomb so much. Like you can just enjoy like a nice fifteen. Just enjoy yourself. your yep. I mean, Your spirited driving, as we always say. Yep. You know, there, there's. Uh, I once heard a YouTuber say, "Drop cogs, make haste." That's that, that's what you do. That's yep. the perfect, and that's the perfect uh, opportunity for that. And it's I, I'm curious to think. And maybe you might know the answer considering that you are so heavily ingrained into the driving culture aspect out here and whatnot. Why do you think that Arizona doesn't get the value that you and I believe maybe it should?
1: Because I don't really think Arizona has a lot of drivers. Mm. I do think a lot – now, I'm saying this with a grain of salt. I think a lot of people are building their cars out here for – quote unquote. Interesting. Or more of a... Is that a Scottsdale thing or do you think overall? I, I, I don't want to say overall because we have some of the most phenomenal JDM builds in yeah. the country, I would argue. I've nice. seen some unbelievable things out here, mm-hmm. but a lot of the is not a lot of people just get out and drive. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people will go to the car shows. They're like, yeah, look at my stuff. Like this is cool. This is what I did. But like, I do know a handful of people that will go out to Tortilla Flats or go on these like quick little drives that are just, this place is unbelievable to live. So I think a lot of it is just get out there and go. Like, just go. Yeah. And that's what we do. We always do, like, me and my friend group will always do, like, a drive up to at least Sedona, which has some great roads to drive. And they're like, wow, this is fun. Like, I don't have to go just straight on the freeway and get, like, an exhilarating rush. Yeah. So, Sedona's under,
0: going through Sedona is completely underrated. Yeah. Um, In particular, like, when you're going when you go out of Sedona and you're, um. Cause obviously you can take that north portion to go up, go up to Globe yep, too. If people you're going forget about that. up through the canyon. Oh my god! Like if you got if you have a front wheel drive, you can little hatchback, that, just do that. stupid stuff yep. in the best way possible and safely, mind you. Yeah, like you can do it. Sa- now, don't like, get me wrong; those those cliffs are a huge drop off. Yeah, huge. Like don't be dumb, dumb. But, but like you can go ahead and still have a really fun yeah. time safely mm-hmm. and be able to enjoy and get. The best out of you as a yourself as a driver yep. and be able to also get the best. Oh, out actually, of Oh, I'm car. sure
1: like an FKA Type R would be unbelievable up that road. Dude, Focus ST, Fiesta ST, yeah, any of C- CTRs,
0: okay. S- any SIs, STIs. Your girls, your girls Evo would rule up yeah. there. Of
1: yeah, it would. That car is. A- Dude, I've driven a lot of cars. Yeah, I I, I won't let her <laughs> sell that car. That's how much I enjoy that car. It's an obnoxiously loud. It puts power down everywhere you want it. The gearbox feels phenomenal. It just is such a good, lightweight four-door car. So, I wish she was
0: here to be able to go ahead and talk about it. And maybe actually, we should go ahead and set something up. Yeah, because she would be interested. I I I'd love to have Ron. And I think that most people who have listened to this podcast by now know that not only am I, are we, uh, as a podcast, you know, we we try to center ourselves around car culture, but we also want to empower people who love to drive and women who are doing and doing good stuff for car culture. Yep. Hence why we've had people like Automotive Alex and Caitlin and Emily's been on our podcast in, in, in the past. And then the Leadfoot ladies are going to be coming on and whatnot, shout out yep. to Tiffany and the homies. But uh, it seems to me like Nikayla knows what she wants out of her car and that she brings something awesome to the table. Yeah, um, And I respect her for that. And I want her to know that. So if she listens to this oh, podcast, to it. shout out to Nicola. <laughs> yep. But what? What? Can you give me a little bit of a background on her Evo Evo Eight or Evo Nine? Evo Ten. Evo Oh, yep. that's right. Evo she's Ten. Excuse me. Yep. Oh, oh, she's gonna. She might kill me for that comment. No, no, I apologize. She doesn't care. <laughs> she's like me. Evo 10, You know, I should have known that because the Evo Ten is probably like my second favorite Evo. Yeah. I I love the Evo Fives and Evo Sixes. I, oh, I, the I, Evo Five. Dude. Evo Two. Okay, actually. There's a local one. Right? Side note. What, what year, or what color? Red. I saw a white one, I believe in Evo 4 on the west side like two months ago. I bet you did. There's and it was a dude, yeah. Here. It was a dude who I think was in, he's military, which doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. bring um, it over. Yeah, <laughs> I should. The next time
0: I see him on at Target, on a Target run, I'm gonna be like, yo bro, you need to go and go over to Echelon, have him do some stuff to your car. Yeah. But um, what's the background and backstory on hers? Cause you said that she's owned her so, for a few years now. Yeah,
1: right? so she started with the Genesis. She uh-huh. was it her Genesis a V6 or a V8, uh, or excuse me, it's a
0: coupe or it was a Ford Swords. Of it was a coupe, okay. It so was it was a, a 3.8, um, okay, whatever the hell they are, yeah.
1: And uh, so she, I met her uh, five years ago, four and a half years ago, five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, she loved cars, mm-hmm. didn't know a ton about it, but it's being a woman in the space, is very difficult to even ask about it because you'll just get. Well, the judgment. But it's not even that. It's the judgment on people that don't know stuff is so ridiculous. I don't care if you're a woman or female. If you love something, you don't have to be knowledgeable about it. I hate that stigma. I really hate that stigma. I see it all the time. People be like, oh, you're a car girl, but you didn't put your carbon fiber hood on yourself. It's like I can take apart an SVJ completely stripped in less than five hours and I'm not gonna judge that person who doesn't even know what a 10 millimeter socket is. Like that's stupid. If you love a car, you love a car. I don't care if you, uh, I don't care. Race, gender, any of the above. If you love a car, you love a car and that's that. And that's yeah. what it should be. I, I host a podcast
0: on car culture, but I'm not a, I'm not a mechanic by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Exactly, you love car culture. Doesn't that's mean you point. can't learn more about it. Exactly. So anyways, back from that. She is super cool, she loves learning. Mm-hmm. Um, her dream car when she was in high school was an Evo 10. Mm-hmm. And she got to a position where she was like, oh man, I really think I should get one. Mind you be she's never driven a manual car. So we go to this dealership that has one and she buys it. I had to, <laughs> I had to drive it home and she didn't have her Genesis because she sold her, <clears throat> she totaled it, a rainstorm totaled it. And, um, Arizona rain. Yeah, guys. she had to drive it to work the very next day. And she Thank God for all wheel drive, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, well, she had to drive the car to work the very next day and not knowing how to drive manual, so I was like, okay, we well, got a couple hours, and she figured it out. So that was a blessing. And then ever since she got the Evo, her love for cars is really just skyrocketed. Like she's she's huge into the JDM world. Like yeah. I had an R thirty four for a while that I was taking care of for someone, and that was her favorite thing in the whole world. And now she's kind of coming around to my liking of cars. Like she loved the STO that she got to drive for three days straight. She had an absolute blast in that. So she's starting to get more in the Supercar realm of things, but I think her heart will always live with JDM cars, sure. honestly. And I think it's cool because I don't know shit about JDM cars. I, I look at them, I'm like, oh, that's sick. My dream, like, my dream JDM cars an S15, just as I like the way they look, and mm-hmm. obviously, uh, Fast and Furious. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool because I don't know much about that. She doesn't know a ton about supercars. Granted, she doesn't now because we've been around them so heavily lately. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a car girl through and through. And just because she doesn't work on her own car doesn't mean she's not I – I hate to break it to anybody listening. Listen, at the end of the day, she also has a boyfriend who can work on
0: her car. Well, that's and so like, exactly. like, there's nothing like that just means that she's got her own personal mechanic. That's yep. the way that I look exactly. at it. It's an like, investment. It's <laughs> that an investment, a, man. You're yeah. gonna, she's she's way got a She's way out of my league, so there's got to be some reason Exactly. No, I yeah. hear you, bro. It, isn't it interesting? Because it, it, it seems to me like the Evo is what really opened her eyes up to what real car culture was. Oh, yeah. And even her genesis even to an extent. Yep. Isn't it interesting how one car can be that catalyst to go ahead and really open your eyes into this world?
1: That was me at the Aventador. Yeah. The, I remember seeing one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. I was legit like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then you start to get into it. I had a really good friend in high school who loved cars too just as much. And uh, we just were like, dude, what the hell do we do? Like we would go to the, down to the dealerships and McLaren, Scottsdale, all of the nine, look at these cars. be like, dude, how? How can we get here? Picked up cameras, both started shooting, and that was that. And it's crazy to think how far you can come in a relatively short amount of time. Like, I'm 24, so it's like, doing what I do at the age that I'm doing it is absolutely insane. Now, granted, I can't afford to go out and buy one of these cars right now, like, coming soon, eventually. Um, it's just crazy what a little bit of, like, traction, almost can really do to boost your morale of trying to get to these things. I agree. So, yeah, I don't know, cars. It's a special thing. Uh, Car culture has this
0: interesting connection that can take something so small and just make it burst. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like The Mercy did that for me. Um, Phenomenal car. Phenomenal car. I remember seeing it on the cover of, actually, no, that's a lie. I saw it in a Busta Rhymes music video. (laughs) Kid you not? It wasn't even an LP 640. It was first gen Mercy, Pre-LP, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy. Yep. That's bananas." And from there on out, like I was ingrained into the supercar world. But then, and, and you know, and this was during the time like Enzo came out. CGTs, of cars right slrs i talked to you about my love for the slr Phenomenal. um if i had all the money in the world i would literally rip out that 5 speed gearbox and i would do everything in my power to have mercedes put in their 7 speed automatic yep. or a 9 speed automatic for that matter i don't care if they can't make it fit you make it fit make i it don't make. give a damn Extend the car it's just, i don't ca- it's so long anyways, yeah. that hood is like longer than my entire make body right so like you know those were my things And then my very first car was a 1990 Honda Accord. Automatic, four-speed. It was simple, I love that car. I adored it, dude. There you go. No AC, but I put two two 10-inch subs, and I was banging music with no air conditioning, Tucson, rolling around around like a G. You can ask Ron, that's what I did while he was rolling around in his silver Corvette. It's what we did. And I got rid of the Accord and I bought myself, I didn't buy myself, I paid monthly for it, right? But at 19, I bought my very first sports car. I bought a 1994 Nissan 300ZX Z32 T-Tops, four-speed automatic. It wasn't the twin turbo. Did I give up? Did I give a shit? You don't have to. I did not, dude. It's I gave the car. It was the car. Yep. Dark green, I, I, I named it Jade. And I've talked about this car so many times. It is a car that to this day, if I could go ahead and rebuy it today, it, I would yeah. buy another one. My Mine met an unfortunate end. Um, by no means was it my fault, actually. And I'm happy to say that part, but I lost my car that day. It was actually my my then fiance, who is now my wife, it was her birthday. Uh, it's a crazy story, I think I've told it on the podcast twice, but I haven't told you. Some dude comes into my mom's apartment complex, light this, lights his, ex-wife's truck on fire she had a copper uh ram 1500 she that she had just bought new like three weeks prior yeah tequila sunrise was actually the color I remember it to this day because I worked at the dealership where she bought it from no shit. it goes up in flames takes mine after the second explosion driver's side gone one of the worst days of my
1: life yeah depression depression yeah. It, it'll be
0: 10 years next year since that happened yeah. but now I remember it like instantly to this day I go back and I always think about getting another Z32. That's how much that car meant to me. Yeah. It, it it's ingrained. It it brought me an even bigger love for JDM. It brought me an even bigger love for car culture in general, and I love all aspects of cars. Yep. Hell, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, lucid air review coming very soon to tormenting tarmac. I love electric cars. I love, you know, I love this ACR that I'm looking at right over here. Yep. You know, Me I love too. Mercy's, I love Venti's, I love hurricanes I love yep. 360's, 430's, 458's, F12's, 599's, like everything. I mean, when your lo- love runs that, deep, it's hard. It's insane, down. dude, yeah. like I love 1970 Chargers. Yep. Ron, my best friend, owns a 69 Corvette Stingray with an LS3 swap and a 356. Thing is absolutely glorious. Yep. I, I tell him all the time, I live vicariously through his build. I love cars. Yep. I love this thing that we car culture that we call car culture. And it was that particular car that did it for me once I owned it. The focus ST, even though I never got along with it as well, opened up another side of me that I was like, oh, I love driving. Yep. I miss the activity of motoring, you know? Yeah. Like it, it opened it up for me even more so. That's why I started what we're doing right now. Yep. Because of the simplicity of owning whatever your car was, you
1: know. It's what this is what we do, man. Yep. It's what we do. How do we get into a different car? How do we be around more cars? What can we do to see the car we've never seen? Exactly. How do I how do I get a nine nine six? How do I afford this viper
0: behind me? Exactly. What it's, do I it's, do? it's a re- it's a really interesting thing, but that's what car culture is all about. Yep. Um, and what you are doing, Cody, what Echelon is doing, um, what you do to help clients, whether or not it's here in Echelon, whether it's your other side hustle, which we can talk about a little bit if you'd like to, yeah, I, I, you know, cause you told me, you, you, you told me that you also help people buy
1: cars on, yeah, on top just, of that. I'm, I'm really good at making recommendations on cars that I really think are going to hold value or either go up in value. Yeah. I haven't missed yet. So, awesome. so um, let me ask you this.
0: I want to test your knowledge. What, What is a car nobody's talking about yet that you can go ahead and see kind of messing around in the next, like, five years? Let's say five years,
1: yeah. That's it recipe SV. Mm. That car's going to come back down. I guarantee it's going to come what? back down. What are they at now, right, right now? Uh, well, SV Roadsters are anywhere from 600 to 680. And coops are... Coops are gone. Coops are tanking, right now. Oh, are they? Now. Yeah, really? they're tanking. Coops are, like... High fours, mid fives, I think. They might it even be a little that, lower that's than the that. the SVJ effect, I think. Everybody's mm-hmm. too enamored on the SVJ. But this is why I think the SV is going to be worth so much money because there's a million SVJs. That's SVJ is a way better car. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I. It is, from a factual standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a better car. Mm-hmm. The SV, in my opinion, looks better. Roadster looks better. Yeah. Phenomenal driver's car if you know how to drive a Ventedor. Most people don't, so that's why they say it sucks. You have to drive it fast. You, you if, just have to drive it. You have you to drive it. You not it drive you and it's relatively rare, and I think it was just, I think it's going to be a great car. Just watch. Let's go to this podcast in five years, and I guarantee that car will be a very, very expensive car. I mean, it already is, but I know what you mean. In like, relevance. Yeah.
0: People don't realize how big a jump it is from 600 grand to a mil. It's huge. It's actually a huge jump. It's because you're already in that deep money, Like it almost seems like it doesn't matter, but it's definitely matters. It's an
1: STO, it's an F8, mm-hmm. it's a whole nother supercar. Yeah.
0: What do you see tanking in the next five years?
1: That's a good question because I don't really focus on cars that I think will tank. That's very so, true, that's um, very true, and I apologize. but yeah. I think a lot of cars are gonna tank, but I also don't know for a fact because we live in such a sturdy market here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that's a great question. I hope CGT's tank. don't we all
0: dude (laughs) what happened with that dude i'm not
1: the biggest fan of the cgt
0: thank you wow you're really good at podcasting because you know when exactly to shift exactly where we need to because i remember this debate you put it up the other day and i actually who was it jason camisa on the icons did this exact video yeah it was cgt versus lfa yeah And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we've already addressed it a couple times. You did, of course, do the shoot with the LFA. The LFA, how how far,
1: how high up is the LFA on your list? It's up there. It's up there, right? It's top five. Okay. It's top five cars I've ever gotten to experience. Now, take my opinion for what it's worth. Uh I have not gotten to experience a CGT in the form that I want to yet. At pace. At pace. But looking at it. I'm looking at one right now on sure. this Highline Autos magazine. Shout out to yep. Highline Autos. Yep. That one looks good because it's red. Sure. But. You don't like it so much much? I hate that car. I I hate that car. And it's so hard to say that because, like, if one is in front of me, I love that car. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those cars where you're like, wow, it's amazing. But it's so overhyped in my opinion. Okay. Is the
0: overhypedness, do you think, the Paul Walker factor? 100%. Road, yeah, road, yeah road. because
1: the legend died in it. Mm-hmm. And God, it's a Porsche, so I know it's great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know it's great. Right. Sure, it's probably scary and dangerous. That adds to the but wild is that factor. well? Here's the thing: the is wild it scary,
0: factor. or is it the fact that owners so, are too freaking stupid to change out and put on modern tires when they're supposed to? That
1: could also be fair. You know,
0: and, and by the way, that's not meant to go ahead and be a slight to 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 P Dub and to and to Roger or well, anyone who is a crash form or, or anybody who's a, like you know help Jay Leno like set one off a track yeah. on a track day and he wasn't even meaning to and whatnot. So I get where people are like, oh, they can be a little bit finicky and whatnot. But at the same time, if any you go ahead, any be. car, this ACR can be finicky. Yep. I
1: guarantee you this ACR it is hella finicky. It sure can be. You know what I mean? So like, I, don't, I understand okay. where you come from on the hover hypeness. It's hard to say that I hate it because it's a phenomenal car. It's a legendary car. It will go down as a legendary car forever. It's also a manual V10. God bless Porsche for doing that. Absolutely. Fuck, the LFA's good. Dude, <laughs> the LFA is so fun. It's so visceral. It's yeah. got such a good experience. You're driving this car and you're like, holy shit. It can't get better. And then you roll the windows down. And yeah. you, still, you still hear it. Because yeah. the car was tuned for the inside of the car. Sure. A, yeah. lot, of, a lot of people yeah. don't understand that. It was tuned so the driver and the passenger can hear the car from the inside. And yeah. God is in a symphony. I'm sure that car sounds great too. Is it, is it loud? No, the LFA is the LFA is not loud. I'm a ready. lot of people don't understand this about that car is the pitch is what matters. It's a good tone, not necessarily loud. Yes, man. it's not. I mean, when you rev it, it's still not loud. But For it's sure. like holy shit, an LFA revving like an LFA in person. Mm-hmm. Nobody drives them very rarely. There's one in California that goes out to everything. Shout out Tori's Garage. She's awesome. She drives her LFA everywhere. People forget Paris Hilton ordered an
0: LFA brand new from Lexus, brand spanking <laughs> Hey, new. shout out Paris Hilton. She must yeah. be up in that investment because. Yeah.
1: Anyone who I, bought one then is... I'm pretty... I don't know if she owns it anymore, but I remember that. She owned, she owned that in
0: SLR. People At Bowie, bought her, SL, bought her SLR. 2 solution? Oh, dude. I Too love it. Yes!
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to diss anybody that loves the CGT. Mm-hmm. I really am just a firm believer that it's overhyped. I think a lot of Porsches are, and that's just my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to experience plenty. I've tracked plenty, so my opinion there is, unfortunately, for those who like it, valid. Mm-hmm. Um... I'd like to experience one and then we can maybe come back and touch this topic again. Right. But, until I do, it's overhyped. I'm not a fan. Sure. I mean, two million, two million is a lot. Dude, I'm buying two LFA's. I don't care. It's crazy. I'm buying an LFA ring all day over any CGT. I don't care. That's now a million dollar car because for a while, that was like seven. Yeah, oh, LFA rings are sitting, er, yeah, LFA rings are sitting there almost one seven or something like that. The last one that was up there. But, uh, do you know, how many CGTs were made? Do you have any clue? It's like...
0: It's under 2K. It's under 2K. Oh, wow. Pretty so sure it's under 2K. more rare. Yeah.
1: yeah that's, that's that. That's how it was my debate. Yeah. I'm not a huge advocate for rare cars, but like that's an overproduced, True. over-exaggerated, spicy... Career for us. <laughs> oh, no, well, actually, because it's mid-engine, it's a spicy Cayman. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is, <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. I, yeah. Listen, I, I love the CGT. I really do. It's I adore great, it. it. It's a great. It is. Awesome. It is a great car. It's super. It's cool, a it's but... a hero car for sure. But I, I I get where you're coming from, and you know what? F40s are the exact same way. Yeah. I don't F40s know. are actually probably
1: worse because they're just. bananas to work on. All my friends know I'm not the biggest Ferrari guy either. I I do like the F40, don't get me wrong. Unbelievably beautiful car. Did its purpose. Great car. And I can see why. They're so valuable and so cool and whatever. But I just have never been huge into Ferrari. Like the Ferrari for me, I'm I'm big into hypercars. I'm not big into like the older stuff. I really have never been that big into the older stuff. Which is relative because it's not really that old. But I like stuff that's like, Oh shit, what'd they do? (laughs) How would they do that? Coney's like 277. Are you kidding me? They celebrated their five-year
0: anniversary. For, yeah, uh, I uh, saw. Yep. Incredible. Like to this day. Thank I, the Lord for that company. Shelby, Shelby North America. Is that what they're called? SSC. SSC. Yeah. That's, yeah uh, um, th- th- that They did what they did and uh, yeah. look what happened. Yep. It happens. It is what it is. It, that, that, that tanked a lot of people. And oh, I'm, yeah. I, I think I can go ahead and say that now without getting in trouble or without being disrespectful to anybody but that definitely messed up buddy from from Salamandra his little company just that, that killed him yep and it's, it was I don't think it was even his fault to it's be
1: unfortunate because like bro if you're gonna do something do it and that's why I love Koenigsegg because they say they're gonna do something uh-huh. and then they do it it's just like Bugatti Bugatti said we're gonna hit 300 miles an hour they did Bugatti hit 300 miles an hour I don't care what anyone says they didn't take the record because they didn't do it all uh, they have to. Do, you have to do it twice, and right? It three times, technically. Yeah. To get the average, but they hit three hundred miles an hour in a car that someone can drive on the road. Yeah. Can't take that away from them. Koenigsegg did it repeatedly. They did two seventy. What was the top speed they hit? Two eighty eight or something like that. Ridiculous. Something like that. Yeah, on their down run. And they took the average 277. It still hasn't been touched in five years. It's, it's on the same level as when the Bayron came out. And I don't care what anyone says. McLaren F1.
0: Like yeah, McLaren, it's it's going to go
1: down as one of those cars that is like, how the hell did someone do this? Who, bro, look at the CC8. Look at the CCRs. Look at the CCXs. That car is not pretty. <laughs> like it's, it's not the best-looking car. And then they came out with the Agera. And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm interested. Aguera, Regera. And then the RS came out, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, what can I do to get in that car? How can I experience that car? And it, and I did. And then I was like, yeah, come on
0: So what's really interesting is, you know, you and I are relatively young compared to, like, what a lot of people are these days, right? You know, I'm early 30s, you're late to mid-20s. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to go ahead and live in the times of when, you know— Enzo was out, yep. right? And, you know, Ferdy, Porsche and all those guys, and even Ferruccio, yep. and, um, you know, I talk about all the uh, European guys, but then you forget that they're our American counterparts, too. And I always felt to myself, fuck, you know, I wish we would have been able to go and live during those times. But then I remember we kind of are we Just are different people like you know we've Horatio. got we got Christians Christian. we've got Horatio we've got Ralph over at at, at uh, Stellantis John Al Hennessy. Oppenheiser over at GM shout out to Al Openheiser who was the, the mastermind be, behind it, um, I think Al Oppenheiser was behind the ZL1 the fifth gen ZL1. And now he's doing the EV, pro, like he's in charge of the, of the Hummer. Things are changing. You know what I mean? Like you got all these guys that we're living in their prime, and yeah. you're like, "Yo, these dudes are brilliant." Yeah. Like they're that like, and we have. Okay, I'm gonna say this: we have our peeps, our car culture peeps, ingrained in the highest spots. Yep. In, in in automotive today, and by the way, that's not even talking about like you know motorsport we live in a time where Toto Wolf is probably the greatest team principal of all time and probably will be and probably will be he
1: just it, you know he is and,
0: and for all the crap that I give him
1: Christian Horner is brilliant I mean he's taking down the giant he, he took down the giant he took him down yeah I mean in relative terms like I really sure I mean he, he's going to he got lucky that
0: he got lucky that um, her helmet hel- helmet Yeah. Helmet. sorry I just want to make sure I pronounce that right happened to go ahead and sign a 16-year-old phenom that is now the defending two-time world champion. Yep. You know, but at the same time... Three times next year, let's go, baby. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. No, no. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we'll see if we can get it together. No, but, who was the one, but who was the one that made the call to go ahead and bring in Checo? You know what I mean? Yep. That was a Horner call. Yep. Uh, and and yes, so we're, we're, we're living in a, in a time of these automotive giants in our own, and that's actually kind of cool to go ahead well, and do. it's be, cool, too, to the
1: funding now. Yeah, like it's it's almost like an infinite supply of money. Let's be real. Sure. For pe- for these companies to just say screw it, let's build some sick shit, and they are like, look at Rimac and Bugatti. Oh my god! Whatever the hell they're gonna be up to is horrifying. Sure. Like this next Bugatti that's coming out, I don't take this with a grain of salt. It's gonna be a masterpiece. It's gonna be. Insane. It's like the new. It's like the new Aventador that's coming out that is gonna be a yeah. dual clutch, hybrid V twelve. I argue it's gonna be one of the best cars ever built. I agree with you. People are, I think people are misconstruing,
0: you know, saying, oh, the last naturally aspirated V12 to come out of Lamborghini, and then getting sad when they should be remembering, there's still an NA V12 in this new car that's coming. It's just got a hybrid system. Last time I checked, we came to find out six years ago, seven years ago, nearly 10 years ago, the hybrid system
1: actually helps a lot. Look at yep. the Trinity. Exactly. That's all that matters. That's all that, that matters. Facts, the, the the proof's in the building. The, yeah. the P1 will arguably go down as one of the greatest cars ever built. Laugh. Like, 918? It, it will be. Yeah. It, it, it just is. The 918, in my opinion, is the best in the Trinity. I love the 918. I, and I, then it, the P1 year looks year. the best. And then the LaFerrari, I... Honestly, we care less about. I think it looks great. It's whatever, whatever it, I they mean, it's, did. A, it's it's a Ferrari V twelve mid engine car. So, yeah. like, like automatically. So it, sounds, it, sounds, it sounds fucking it insane. Automatically, it's just like it's up there, regardless yeah. of how you think of it. And they were the first like hitters that were like, dude, let's do it all together. Yeah, which is sick because now that Trinity will go down in history as like. The hypercars. It is the it's. It was the like, start of the modern hypercar. It is. It is a hundred percent. That term really didn't come into play until those cars. Those three cars. Yeah, like people weren't thinking of hypercars when the Enzo came out. The F Forty Eight was like well, those are hypercars. I, mean, like, I, mean, like, I mean maybe the maybe maybe the Veyron? I think the Veyron technically is the
0: first hypercar. But Veyron is in a class in and of itself because and, and this word gets thrown around and I I actually give full credit to Jeremy Clarkson that was our Concord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It still is. Because Shiron is basically its sequel. Yeah. But God. Lord knows that it was. I prefer Shiron to a Veyron in the day of the week. Amen. But I've come to understand and come to appreciate. You know, Veyron is like.
1: Just go watch a Stradman video. If yeah. If you don't understand it, just watch it, it. It, it is, is the care thing. If you like him or if you don't like him, Stradman yeah. is phenomenal.
0: Yeah. No. I James Bond. He, awesome.
1: he is like, He's a great he's a guy really to go to, especially if you don't know much. Like. Yeah. If you're one of those guys that's nervous about getting in the car. His you know. energy
0: level is like really impressive and and it, but again, he's he's not hyped that he owns this. He's hyped that he gets an opportunity to share. it. Yeah. and he's That's hyped that he gets such to experience a different thing
1: and give experiences. Yes. And you I promise you will make it a lot farther doing that. I agree. I've noticed that with what I do cuz like dude, if I get these cool cars and I experience it myself it sucks. You know? Like it's kind of boring. Like yeah, I holy shit. I just got to ride the Koenigsegg. But you don't get to talk to anybody or relate to about it. It's kind of whack. So for me, it's always like, yeah, my girlfriend can get the first ride. I'd love to have the second one. And then if I can give anyone else it, like I have a really good friend, Matt, bruh86 on Instagram that he's just been there for me the longest of anyone in this whole thing. So he he gets to experience cool stuff. Like a couple of weekends ago, we got to drive a gated, mercy, uh, gated manual mercy. And that was just because I wanted to drive the SVJ. And... It's just, it's just a crazy thing once you get to where yeah. you never thought you would be. Sure, it's so weird. I, I hear that, um,
0: and I think we, we've done a little over an hour, and I think it, I think it's the right time to call it, but just for having talked to you tonight, and finally getting a chance to meet you in person, like, one of the chillest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. I'm not just saying that, but I, I try think, to be. You're, you're so humble, and showing me around tonight, welcoming me, um, and and just seeing what you do for car culture in general here in Scottsdale, you are making a difference, Cody. And I want you to know that. And I guarantee you, I'm not the only person that that even thinks that. I guarantee you, there's so many others out there. You talk about the haters. If you got haters, send them over to me, man. I would like some haters too. <laughs> yeah. Um Everyone <no> <laughs> needs, needs them. Yeah, but uh, I think that you're 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 doing. You're, you're making things happen in a good positive way yeah. and you're making the right difference by your photography, by the work that you do here at Echelon, um, by helping just car culture be better overall in this city and in our fair state. Um, so I commend you for it and I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your Monday night to hang out with me at the shop. Anytime. And, and you're and always go, welcome. I appreciate that and, and getting a chance to go ahead and be on TT and I appreciate your support. Um, yep. More than you'll ever understand.
1: There's not very many good automotive podcasts that like I can relate to. Yep. Nobody talks to photographers. and it's a huge thing in the industry. It's a very underappreciated thing in the industry. Not a lot of people get that. So it's cool when someone is showing appreciation to all the photographers. I'm doing my best. Big or small.
0: I'm doing my best. That's four four photographers now on on TT. And, and I mean, you'd be
1: surprised how many interesting stories you can get out of a photographer. Oh, like, actually,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean everything that you've gone ahead, like all of the LFA stuff that we just discussed tonight, and my fellow photographers that have come on in the past, their fair share of stories and, and all that good stuff. And more to come, by the way. Like there's other people that I want to go ahead and get an opportunity to talk. To. If you are a, an automotive, I'll put this out there right now as a PSA. If you're a photographer here in either the Phoenix area or hell in Tucson, anywhere in Arizona. And you want you got something to say, and you want to come on tormenting tarmac. Tormenting tarmac will open up the door for you, and you can sit down with me, or we can get on a Zoom call. I don't give a damn. And you want to go ahead and talk about car culture with your boy? door's open. Hit me up. I'm happy to do it. I really, it, it's an honor and a privilege that people want to go ahead and share their stories with me and be able to go ahead and get it out there. So I'm a hundred percent for it. But. That all being said, Cody, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. Anytime. All right. Um, where can they go ahead and find you? Because I know you've got a couple of Instagrams, plus we got Echelon here. Yeah. So
1: Echelon is just at Echelon Autosports. Uh, mine is just c.j.n.photography. I hate the dots, so does everyone else. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I've had it for years, so it's going to stay because that way. Because I share your stuff so much, I can just do c.j. And you automatically yeah, a lot of people get good. that. Luckily, my page has blown up pretty substantially, so yeah. it usually will just pop up. But... Yeah, that. And then if you like shoes and cars, just Cody Nagowski. On my, uh, that's my personal C O D Y N O G O W S K I. Um, that's pretty much the only two places you'll find me. Awesome.
0: And uh, shout out to Nikayla. Go ahead and give her a follow as well. Yep. Nikayla uh,
1: Fair. N A K A Y L A F A I R. Yeah. I mean,
0: she. I. I need to go ahead and see. She's a car girl. girl. Just go follow her. Yeah. I, I. definitely need to go ahead and see the Evo. Um. I want to see it in person. Yeah. And, of course. We need to make that happen. Um. And anything else
1: that you want to go ahead and tell people? Um. Other than just keep doing what you're doing, all the all the local car photographers. If any of you listen to this, please don't be shy. Hit me up. I do a lot for the community in that sense. If you want to shoot me cool cars and you can't, you don't have access to it. Let me know. I might. So awesome. I'm here for
0: you guys. It's beautiful. That's it's about the community. We say that in our intro. I know it sounds really cliche, but it's it's literally about taking this thing and continuing to make it into a big car community yeah. and showing that. The city of Phoenix as a whole has a lot to offer. And that, uh, and I'm not trying to go ahead and put us up like, oh, treat us like Los Angeles. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we are a source and an enormous car hub in and of itself here Huge. in central and southern Arizona. Um, and Tormenting tarmac is going to do everything in its power to go ahead and continue to push that out there with our 400 followers that we just hit the other day. 400, 400 legends. 400 legends. Shout out to all 400. Every <laughs> single one of you guys. I, and I appreciate you, man. Um, go ahead and check out Tormenting Tarmac on Instagram, at Tormenting Tarmac. You can find my personal IG at the one and only man 19 My homie, my brother from another, Ron, is, a, is not fully affiliated with hosting anymore, but he's still very much of the Tormenting Tarmac family. So please give him a follow and follow his C3 build. Um, at hounds.and.horsepower. That man is a mad scientist, and uh, Tormenting Tarmac wouldn't be where it is today without his support. So shout out to Ron. Uh, we'll be back. November is going to be fully loaded with episodes, like an insanity. I don't really know how I'm going to pull it off, but we had to do it right by starting off with Cody, and I'm very, very grateful for you giving me the time. Thank so you. So on behalf of Cody, and on behalf of anybody who's listening to this podcast are going to be on this podcast in the next few weeks, My name is Jorge Aquino. You've been listening to Tormenty Tarmac. It's where the enthusiast never dies. Have a great night, everybody.